We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day Podcast. Happy Memorial Day weekend, which has already kicked off for most of you, I would hope. It is your normal Saturday crew. Well, I, shouldn't, I don't know how normal it is with me in the mix here, but I am Jason Perrone of the Packaday Podcast in Game on Wisconsin, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express Cheesehead TV and the Packers Unrestricted Podcast. As always, it's the weather update. Is the holiday weekend looking beautiful at the beach, Mark? Actually, it's been gorgeous, and I, I can't remember the last time it rained, but they are calling for some rain today, so we'll see if they're right or not. Okay, got it. The way you the way you let in, I thought, oh, it's like stormy, and then you said it's been gorgeous, but that was that was good, very intriguing. <laughs> and that's a good word for today. Very intriguing. Does, it it, does does the beach get overrun on, on holiday weekends like this? Oh yeah, I hate I I hate holidays. I learned because <laughs> I mean every day is a holiday for me, but yeah, it's Memorial Day, Fourth of July. Yeah, it's it's gets. I don't go to I, I won't go out this weekend. I'll just because it's too it's just it's too crowded. Yeah, restaurants are over. You know, there's a two-hour wait for a place that you usually just walk right into. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. See, that's the beauty of living where I live in the Phoenix because this isn't. There's no beach here, and there's lakes. I mean, a lot of people have boats. Actually, I think Arizona's got some of the highest per capita boat uh, owners in the nation, which is weird. But it 
most people are looking to like go somewhere else to because it's starting to get hot. Triple digits are coming, and so it's it sometimes can be the opposite here where I'm at with holiday weekends. It can be a little quieter, which can be nice. But yeah, Paul Brittle, just down the street from Lambeau Field, what is going on? How is is the weather cooperating for your long weekend? Fortunately, it is, and that's good news because on Wednesday I had to turn the heat back on. It, yeah, we had some lows. The lows were in the upper 30s, highs, upper 40s, low 50s, cloudy, rainy. But that was just Thursday and Friday. The sun's out now, 60s, 70s this weekend, beautiful. Nice. Good stuff. Well, gents, so for this show, we are rolling with the topic of who is the, I guess, either most intriguing player or player we are most excited about. So we'll go around the horn and and we'll go through each of our selections. And as a precursor, None of us picked Jordan Love, not because we don't like Jordan Love, but because it's too obvious. Obviously, he's getting all of the snaps and minicamp and until the quarterback situation gets figured out, or maybe it won't. So Jordan Love will not be amongst any of these picks, but it wasn't because we didn't think of Jordan Love. I just want to make sure we precurse that. So, Mark, let's start with you this time. Who is your most intriguing Packers player heading into the 2021 season? Well, mine is it, yeah, intriguing is the word. That's the word that I used. Um, it's Preston Smith because I'm very curious to see which Preston Smith we see in 2021. Do we see the 2019 Preston Smith who was, I mean, he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he, but he very easily could have. He was, I thought he had a, a tremendous season. Um, Zadarius got more, a little more, you know, um, recognition, but but Preston in 2019, I mean, he had, you know, he had his best year sack-wise, he had a ton of pressures, um, he covered what, you know, he, he did everything, he really did, he was all over the place, I thought he had a, a, a remarkable season, and then last year, as we all know, he kind of slipped back, um, you know, didn't do much, I mean, he, he wasn't terrible, I'm not going to say he was terrible, but he wasn't the same guy, um, now, what I'm encouraged by and why he's also intriguing to me is I remember last year at this time, um, the guys who covered the Packers on a regular basis, you know, writing that, you know, he looked a little heavier. He looked a little out of shape. And I think that obviously played a part in him not having as good a season. Well, now I'm reading that he came in looking in great shape. Um, so that, that there, there's the... In, there's a part that in, intrigues me again. Maybe, you know, obviously he felt the, the need to get in better shape and to lose some weight, and, um, and he did all that. And, you know, if he's good, if he's what he was in 2019 and Zadarius just continues what he did in 2019 and 2020, and Rashawn Gary takes that, you know, he took a big step last year, and if he takes even another small step this year, you're talking about some people going to get to the quarterback. And and that's going to make this defense. I mean, you know, there's nothing like a pass rush. A pass rush makes your cornerbacks better, makes your linebacker, makes everything better. So, to me, Preston, what what which Preston Smith we see this year will determine a lot of I think how on how good this Packer defense will will be. Now, he really fits the definition of exactly what you said. He's a, a kind of there's there's two sides like the the double side of the coin. Which side of the coin is going to come up? Paul, I'll start with you on your thoughts with Preston Smith as one of the more intriguing names to watch out for this year. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 
it was like a week or two ago at Dairyland Express, I came up with my five intriguing players that I was looking for, and Preston Smith was, of course, on that list because, I mean, what are we going to see from him this year? As Mark said, it was kind of uh, – or was a big drop-off. We kind of see him op- opposite ends of the spectrum from him in terms of production. But when you have Zadarius, Rashawn Gary, and Preston Smith on the field together, and if you haven't yet, go to the Packers' Twitter account, Larry McCarron on Friday – uh, put out a really good two, three-minute video talking about the Packers' nitro package that they call it, where the Smiths and Gary are on the field together, and just how disruptive that can be. And if uh, Preston can regain some of that 2019 form and 12-and-a-half sacks, I believe it was, 60-plus pressures, he doesn't even have to be that dominant. Obviously, we hope he is, but if he can just be returned to even somewhere in the middle of the 2019-2020 seasons, Paired with Zedarius, paired with Rashawn Gary taking a step forward. Of course, you got Kenny Clark on the inside. I mean, that's a really, really formidable defensive front. And as we all know in the game of football, uh, the name of the game is getting after the quarterback. And the Green Bay Packers, they have the horses to do so. Now it's just time to perform. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, and I'm, I'm, I think Rashawn Gary is going to help out too because if Preston Smith – has to come out and be the guy that he was in 2019 after what we saw last year. I just, I don't know. I like the fact that he's slimmed down, but, you know, the the quarterback also is slimmed down, too. Apparently he was down 15 pounds. So everybody's slimming down. So I don't know. We'll see if that's actually the key to being more slender and svelte and getting after the quarterback. I can tell you this right now. The other reason I like your pick, Mark, is because Preston Smith also, you know, if he doesn't put up in 2021 – he might get a chance to play again, but you know his his days are going to be numbered in the NFL because he's getting up there in years. Not old, but he's getting up there in years, and his production just fell off as as much as it did. And I think all those things kind of factor into it. So, and, but, gonna, and, and it, it also it will also factor into his contract, right? Um, exactly. You know, I mean, if, if he returns to 2019, he's going to he's going to make some money, whether it's in Green Bay or or or, or elsewhere. Uh, if he puts up another 12 sacks, guys that get 12 sacks make a lot of money. Um, if he goes the wrong way, if he, if if 2021 is like you said, if if, if he continues to decline, you're right. He's going to be playing for a one year minimum with some teams saying, okay, we'll give you a shot and see what you got. Yep, exactly. Uh, so if I so, so if yeah, I hit, if it's you a big year for him. So if you had to pick which direction you think it's going to go, where where are you leaning right now? Or are you not sure yet? I'm going to say. As Paul, as Paul kind of alluded to, I don't think he's. I mean, 2019 was a career year for him. He, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't that good in Washington. He, he he put. I mean, it was. I was amazed that because I saw him play a lot in Washington because I was covering the Eagles. But he was so I saw him twice a year. I always thought he was a decent player. I never thought he was a you know 12 and a half sack that like you know what, what he did in 2019. But um, so I think he'll be. I don't think. But I really do think getting in better shape. Is a key. I mean, that's always a key to any player in, in any sport. And he wasn't in shape last year, obviously, and it and it, and it took a toll on him. Um, so I think I think we'll see. He'll, he'll be better than he was last year, but not as good as he was in 2019, which which is fine. I mean, he probably won't get as. I mean, Gary's going to get a lot more snaps. I mean, in 2019, I was just going to say that the, the two Smiths took most of. I mean, Kyle Fackrell was still there and, and and got some, but it was those two guys getting the majority of the snaps. Um, I think in 2021 you'll see the three of them. Hopefully, the three of them. I mean, that means Preston's playing well. Um, you know, they'll be on. They'll, they will be on the field all three at once, like that nitro package, which I can't wait to see. Um, 
But I mean, and that'll keep him fresher too. I mean, that's, that's other thing. Guys think, you know, people think sometimes when you're getting less snaps, it's a bad thing. No, sometimes it's a good thing because, you know, rushing the passer is, is a difficult thing to do. It really is. And it, and, it, and it takes a lot out of you to be going after the quarterback, you know, time after time after time. So if you can get some, you know, breathers during the course of the game, it's going to help you. And then, and then over, and then it'll help you for that game. But then if you get, rest through the course of the season, you're going to still be fresh in you know December and January when when it when it really matters. As as Mark often does, he beat me to the punch on this one. But I was going to say an intriguing aspect about Preston Smith as well as the snap counts because I think that was an overlooked part of because I think most of us I won't say all most of us assumed that he was going to be a cut candidate this off season. And with that, Rashawn Gary would have went into the edge rusher too, alongside of Zadarius Smith. But now. What's that balance going to look like this year? Gary took a big jump forward in year two. He's an ascending player. Do you want him on the field getting those reps? I mean, that's a big part for a young player. And in their growth is playing and getting more opportunities. So Smith was on the field for almost 80% of the snaps last year. And I think it's something I wrote about. I probably did because I write about everything. But I had written about Gary getting more of a share towards that latter portion of the season. And we didn't really see that. They still stuck with Preston Smith. So I think that's going to be something really uh, intriguing as well, sticking with that term. What's the snap breakdown between those two going to be this season? Yeah, I, I would I was going to say, I'd rather have, I'm glad they brought him back. I'd rather have Preston Smith on this roster than not. I, I think the three of them, again, running it back even is is a much better situation than Rashawn Gary, more snaps, Zadarius Smith, and then figure out the rest. I, I, I think um, in Joe Barry's defense, I think you're going to see a lot of different looks. I think you're going to see, you know, Zadarius and Gary at times with their hand on the and And we saw at times with, with Patton as well. You know, with their hand on the ground, um, and then Smith standing up. So Preston Smith standing up. So there's ways. To, there's there's obvious ways to get the three of them. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All involved, and I think we'll we'll see that, especially when, if it's if it's third and nine or whatever, you know, um, on obvious passing downs. I think you want all three of them out there. Um, the other thing I was going to add is that with with Preston Smith, he did play better the the last quarter of last season. I think was his best. He played better. He played his best at the end of the season. He did get better. Um, a lot of people point to the fact when he was kind of quote-unquote bench for, for Gary. Gary started a couple games. 
And a lot of people think that might have woke him up a little bit. But whatever the reason, I, I thought he played better near the end of the season than he did at the beginning or even the middle. Yeah, I agree. The other thing, too, that we've talked about before on this show, whenever a player declines a little bit, we don't always have all the scoop. And I'm not saying I know for sure that was the case, but you also don't know if they're dealing with a nagging injury or they're dinged up a little bit. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, I mean, with, like, a lot of times we find out after the fact, like, you know, um, there's, been, there's been, especially with the Packers, there, there's been more than a couple of those mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, there was a there was a broken knee situation a couple of years ago that uh, we found out about after the uh, fact. Well, Devontae Adams' second year, when everybody wanted to cut him, he was playing hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, you know, we saw when he got healthy, what he what he could do. And I don't know, again, I don't know if Preston was hurt. I really... And again, maybe I'm making too big a deal of this, but I'm. He was. I don't think he was, and especially beginning of the season, I don't, I don't think he was in football shape, and it, and it and it and it showed. But by the, you know, maybe by the end of the year, he worked himself into a little better shape, and he and he played better. And this year, apparently, according to the guys that that, that are there that that see him, they're all saying he looks like he's in the best shape he's been. You know, going back to 2019. So hopefully that'll all add add up to a. A good year for the way I can the, the way I can wrap it up and put like a bow on top of this with Preston Smith is that he wasn't bad last year, but fans were frustrated because he wasn't the previous year's version of himself, and so there was this perception that oh he's not he's he got his money and that he's taking time off he's making business decisions he's not playing hard all those types of things, but like I said I still think Preston Smith being on this team he was part of. Two, te- two defenses that helped this team get to the conference championship game. So, like like we've said, I'd rather have him on the field than not. So, Preston Smith is Mark's choice. So, Paul, who you got? Most Are you going most intriguing or most excited to watch player in 2021? I'm going more along lines of intriguing, and I would group this individual in the same category of Preston Smith. And what the heck are we going to see from them? And that's Kevin King. And this is twofold. One, our lasting image of him, of course, is that play in the NFC Championship game where Scotty Miller goes a running by him. But I'm here to defend Kevin King a little bit today. That, of course, is not what his entire career was in Green Bay by any means. He's battled injuries. He's had his ups and downs. But there's been plenty or of good as well. I, the issue comes with the consistency. And as a coach, you hate inconsistency. Kevin King... 
Are we going to get an F performance from them? Are we going to get a B plus, A minus performance? And that's not even game to game. Sometimes that's literally series to series with him. It's just been that up and down. So now another year in the uh, defense working under uh, Jerry Gray, excuse me, couldn't, couldn't remember, uh, Jerry Gray, and then in this new Joe Barry defense, how is he going to bounce back? Is he going to bounce back? Like I said, we don't know that for certain, but there has been positives. He had five interceptions. I believe four of them were in the red zone in 2019. Uh, and even last year as well, he had a, he had a stretch where he didn't give up any touchdowns during that second half of the season. So there's that aspect of it. How does he bounce back from, I mean, even the mental aspect of just struggling as much as he did in that NFC Championship game. There's also the injury history with him. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? And then there's the addition of Eric Stokes, who the Packers drafted in the first round this year. How do those two, uh, how does the playing time for those two unfold? I don't think it's going to be Stokes, you know, 100% cornerback two come week one. Uh, my guess is he's going to have a similar ascension in a rookie year as Jair Alexander did, where still sees a good amount of playing time, and then hopefully, eventually, he could take over more of the CB2 role. But Kevin King is still absolutely going to be a part of this defense, at least early on. So does he push the rookie? Does he kind of give in? Does he uh, does his game take a step forward with that added competition? There's just so much unknown, just even individually looking at how King bounces back, but also when you add Eric Stokes to the mix, what's going to happen between those two? Yeah, and I don't know if it's necessarily a matter of – King and Stokes being on the field at the same time. I mean, that would be great. It would be ideal. That would mean Stokes showed very well in in training camp. Now, he hasn't even signed his contract yet. He's not even in camp. Stokes and uh, Amari Rogers have both not signed their deals, so they're they're yet to be signed and put on the uniform and, and really do a whole lot. Um, I know they were in that rookie camp uh, that they participated in, but I, I think Kevin King is is gonna kind of murk some things up a little bit and come out and play well early on, and, and everyone's gonna be eating a little bit of crow on him. And there's gonna be kind of a well, what do we do now? We got Kevin King, and I, I think it's gonna end up being like we've said, the good problem to have as far as the corner situation goes. Mark, what are your, what are your thoughts? I know you you're okay, you like the Stokes pick; he's fast. Kevin King, we've talked about Kevin King. What are your thoughts on Mark's choice there or Paul's choice there? Well, yeah, he's intriguing. He certainly fits that that description. Um, I'm not. I don't think I'm as confident. Well, my my thing with Kevin King, and I like Kevin King. I did. I I defended him um, from the time the Packers drafted him, basically. But my my problem with him is, and Paul Luther is he he can't stay healthy. And you know the old cliche, right? The the best ability is durability and availability and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and I, you know, I think he was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt. Cause we, we talked about it going into, cause we do injuries during the season. You know, was he going to play in the championship game? And, you know, he did play, you know, he didn't play well, but he played, but he was hurt. And, you know, there's, you know, he's been that way from the time, you know, I think he was, was he hurt at Washington even to him trying to remember, but I think he was. I mean, the guy just, it's a shame. He, but he, you know, he, I'm, you know, I hope he can finally put together a 16 game season and, and, and play all 16 without nagging little injuries and big injuries and all kind of injury, you know? Cause if he does, yeah, he's, he's a very solid cornerback. He's, he's not a star, but he's a very solid, um, 
you know, and, and when you have a Jair Alexander as, you know, he's your star corner, um, King with King's a perfect compliment when he's healthy. Yeah. So, well, if he plays 16, he would still, he'd still be missing a game because there's 17 this year. Oh, yeah, the 17. No, you're right. <laughs> I hate that, too. I hate 17 games. I really Odd number. Don't like it. Exactly. I don't no. like it. No, because you can't go five. The, the beauty is, like you said, they're a 500 team. Well, now nobody can be a five. Well, I guess you can't go 8-8-1, eight, eight, but... Um, well, uh, you know what? I'll let him miss one game. How's that? If he, miss, if he plays 16, I'll be happy. Well, the Eagles and the Bengals aren't playing each other this season, so there won't be any ties. In the... <laughs> Never know. There's always there's always one somewhere, it seems like. Yeah, it's not a coincidence that it's not a coincidence that King's best season was his healthiest season. Yes. I mean, that, you know, when he's healthy, he's, like I said, he's a good player. But the problem is he's, like I said, even last year, he played. And I give him credit here. I give him credit. He gutted it out. He knows the rap on him. He's not, you know, he's he's not a dumb guy by any means. He knows that what we say and what other people say that he, you know, he can't say he's not healthy a lot. So he played through injury, which is which I commend him for. But he's not himself. But he's like like anybody. I don't care who you are. When you're Kenny Clark, Kenny Clark wasn't healthy at times last year. And but you know, Kenny, but he played. And he, but you see a difference in the healthy. I mean, when when Kenny Clark's healthy, he dominates games. When he's not healthy, he's still pretty good, but he doesn't dominate. Right. Well, I just you look at King's, you look at his his length, and it's like they finally get this big corner. And yeah, if he stays healthy, he'll he'll be good. But I think the Packers had to protect against the future a little bit and say, look, if he's not going to be healthy, and if if he's only going to give us twelve games, well, we've got to figure out the other five games and what we're going to do at corner and. You know, it's a, it's a position that can really bite your team if you don't have depth. And as far as, as added talent this year, I mean, you got some really young guys. You know, Kadar Holman, I think we can assume, is probably not going to play a bunch on defense. He's going into his third year and hasn't gotten on the field much. Josh Jackson, we've talked about before. Um, he's, you know, he could have been a, a good uh, discussion for today, potentially. Just, you know, what what's going to happen with him? Kavian Ento is young, unproven. Shamar Jean Charles, late-round pick. Unproven, don't know, know anything about him. Our, our guy Stanford Samuels, and let's not forget about Shannon Sullivan too. So I mean, they, they, there's there's a lot of youth there, but a lot of unproven youth. So the Packers had to do what they had to do, and I think that was obviously you know the Stokes pick was was there to kind of help with the help give the cornerback room a boost and mitigate against any missed time. But all right, so the thing with, the thing with King also I means that you, you had said earlier, Jason, that you know. Paul one of you just said that um you know a lot of us thought Preston Smith wasn't gonna be on the team this year. I didn't I I would have I didn't I thought yeah, that was obviously a possibility. I never thought Kevin King was gonna be on this on the team this year. He was a free agent and I with the Packers salary cap problems and um you know, the way like the way the season ended for I didn't think there was much of a chance at all. That they were going to re-sign him, I was pretty shocked when when I when the new, when the word came out that they re-signed him to a one-year deal. Um, I mean, did you guys you guys didn't think he was coming back, right? Uh, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was a, a better chance than not that he was probably going to get cut. But it was for me, it was a money no, thing. No, he wouldn't have been cut. He was he was a free agent. I mean, he could. I just or not brought back. Yeah, I, it just yeah for for me it just was like look. I but I also knew they had some other things that they wanted to. Addressing the draft, not that you draft for need, 
but I was I was like, but if they don't bring him back, then yeah, I mean, I, I I'm fine with Rashad Gary playing more snaps and Z, but the depth, it's the depth there, because then you're you know then you're getting into no, I meant King. I'm, I'm, I meant where, did you think King was coming back? Oh, Kevin King. Um, I really didn't have a, a take either way. I wasn't sure. I mean, because nobody signed him. As soon as he wasn't signed after the first couple of days in free agency, I mean, that's a starting corner that's played. He's been your starter for the last, what, three, four seasons, and he, he didn't get signed the first couple of days of free agency. So that, that to me, says that the Packers had some options. They were probably going to be able to, to get him back at a reasonable deal. So I was on the fence. I was just kind of riding out and seeing what was going to happen. It wouldn't have surprised me either way. Okay. And the money makes sense. I mean, for what they're paying him, if 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 you get if you get 2019 Kevin King for what they're paying him, well the Packers are making out really really well. Then obviously it's you know the risk the risk has been taken out a lot of the risk has been taken out. So if he does regress back and miss a bunch of time and doesn't play, well now he's and not like he was making a bunch before in his rookie deal, but he's not making typical starting quarterback money to where it would be a really disappointing and a very very low uh, low value type of a situation as far as King goes. So, um, so you guys both went defensive side of the ball, and I actually swung, swung around to the offensive side for my pick. And I had, I kind of had two. One of them was Amari Rogers, who we've talked about a lot because you know obviously we haven't seen him in the Packers offense, but I think he's the rookie that has the most eyes on him for the 2021 class. And, and I would put that even over Stokes because of all of the things that. Rodgers is probably going to be asked to do, or hopefully the Packers can get out of him. And I, I guess I'm speaking just as much to the special teams contributions as I am at wide receiver. I think he will slowly work his way out of the field at wide receiver because, first of all, I mean, it's it's the NFL. He's got to learn the offense, learn the terminology. First, he's got to sign his contract, and he's got to learn the terminology and, and everything that goes with that. And if the quarterback is going to be who it's been for a long time in Green Bay, we all know that it takes a while to build up that chemistry, the trust, and all those other other intangibles. So Amari Rogers, kind of a an easy easy choice there. But I went with Devin Funches as hmm. my most intriguing player because if if you look at I looked at so I looked at the, the his stats. He's been in the you know he's been in the league for five seasons, but really he's only played in um, four because last year he got hurt with or in 2019 he got hurt so early with the Colts, and then he opted out last year. So he hasn't played football in two years. But if you go back to 2017, he was a full-time starter for the Carolina Panthers when Cam Newton was at quarterback, and he had 63 grabs, 840 yards, eight touchdowns, and he had some long ones too. He had, had, some, had some long catches too in there. It, it caught, you know, caught 40 first down balls. That would be a welcome addition to the Packers offense this year if if you're if you're going to take snaps away from it. I guess I'm looking at kind of the bottom of the receiver depth chart. Now let's assume Funches makes the team, right? So, but if if you're thinking about Funches over someone like a, an Equinemius St. Brown who was just wildly inconsistent last year, which was disappointing to me. I mean, EQ is kind of intriguing to me too because it's like, well, what's where, where did he go to college? 
you know, I'm not sure. Paul, do you remember where Equinemius St. Brown played his college ball? Or uh, Mark's favorite school. I know he's got a couple Notre Dame sweaters in his college or in his sweatshirt or closet. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't hate Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame skill players. Right. Well, on the opposite side of the rivalry is uh, Devin Funches, the Michigan man. So, but I think if if Funches does make this team veteran savvy, I mean he's he's coming back. He's playing in Green Bay. This is finally his first year to get a chance to, to to play with, you know, I'm sure he's hoping to to catch passes from Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot to like here. I mean, I, th- I think he offers just as much, if not more, towards that middle of the receiver depth chart than what they currently have. So it's hard not to not to want to see what he does. And, you know, I'm always intrigued. When the Packers sign free agents, and listen, re- free agent wide receivers are not very frequent in Green Bay, I'm always interested to see how they'll fit in, what you know, what they're going to look like in the offense, and what kind of a role they carve out. Because from one situation to the next, it's different. What he did in Carolina may not necessarily be what he does in Green Bay. And we were talking pre-show, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in 2017, it was late in the season. The Packers were Rodgers had just come back. They were kind of, I think it might have been his first game back. They were kind of still uh, maybe fighting for a playoff spot. They had an outside shot. And they had, but they had to beat Carolina, and Packers are on defense. And Clay Matthews calls out the play and says, "It's that wheel route. Watch that wheel route." And Cam Newton just winks at him, says, "Oh, you've been watching your film." And then watch he threw, this. and then he threw he a through You watch this, and he, I think that was Funches. I think he threw a touchdown pass to Devin Funches, who was with the Panthers at the time. So, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, Amari Rogers. We can we can you know say that for another time. We're going to talk about him quite a bit, but. Paul, what's your thoughts on uh, Devin Funches and what we might see from him this season? Well, uh, I I love this pick from you because I wrote about Funches for Cheesehead TV on Friday, and it was kind of along the similar lines. My opening sentence was basically, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what to expect because I have I have absolutely no idea, and I think that there's plenty within 1265 Lombardi Avenue who have no idea either. He could be someone who makes a big impact this season. Or he could be cut. Like I think it, and anywhere in between, I think that that's what the spectrum is for him. He's the that typical big-bodied receiver that the Packers like. Doesn't have blazing speed, but he uses that frame to create space. Can play in the slot, can play out wide. He really could form a nice one-two punch in the red zone with Rodgers. That jump ball ability uh, coming out of the slot there as well. But this is actually for all the talk about. Rodgers not having enough weapons. This is actually a fairly congested wide receiver room because really the top four spots are accounted for. They're returning their top three players in Adams, Lazard, and MVS. And really, Funches' skill set and Lazard's skill set, they're kind of redundant. And then you throw Amari Rodgers in there. So four spots are accounted for. And if the Green Bay Packers keep six receivers on the roster, I believe that's what they did last year, that's Funches, EQ, Malik Taylor, Reggie Begleton, I think would be kind of the the top guys for those spots. And if Funches comes out and he's head and shoulders above those guys, absolutely put him on the roster. But if he has rust to shake off, which he absolutely might, it's been two years since he's played in a regular season game when week run rolls around. It's going to be three years since he's played just a full season in general. So if he's close to someone like EQ, I would choose EQ in that situation because I would choose the upside. I know EQ has been inconsistent, but there's still that developmental ability there 
we know who Devin Funches is. And if this was for wide receiver two or wide receiver three, then sure, go with Funches, go with the stability. But this is back of the roster, you know, wide receiver five, wide receiver six. To me, in that situation, you got the stability already ahead of those guys. Go with upside. Take the swing for the fences. Go for the home run. So for me, Funches needs to come out this camp and show that he's, like I said, head and shoulders above those guys. And in a vacuum, just looking at pure skill set, he absolutely is. He is absolutely a more talented player than EQ Malik Taylor-Begleton. But with two years off, is that what we're going to see, especially in a new offense as well? I know those other guys uh, haven't performed, but they've been in the Matt LaFleur offense, and I think there's something to say about that. They've been in practices with Aaron Rodgers. Devin Funches hasn't either. So I, I agree. He's absolutely intriguing. He could be a you know 500-yard receiver for the team this year, a couple touchdowns, or he could be not even make it to week one. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I would all love to see EQ blossom and turn into to something. I mean, he's had some injury issues. For a couple seasons, and I know that the uh, the quarterback likes him at least to an extent. Kind of had some uh, issues late in the season. You got to show up big in the biggest games, and EQ kind of shriveled a little bit there. But as far as Devin Funches goes, Mark and Paul's take on the on the death chart there, which was was really good points there. If you're if it's you know this is another one of those low risk high reward potentials because you're not asking Funches to come in and be your number two. Oh no, he's not a two. You're hoping. I mean, he's fighting for four or five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing, which bothers me a little bit. He's not at the. He's not at practice, right? Right. What the hell is he thinking about? <laughs> I mean, he he needs to be there. He needs to show the coaches what he can do. He needs to show the coaches that he doesn't have that rust that you were talking about. Or if he does, now's the time to, to get rid of the rust, right? I mean. I, I'm, I'm baffled. I understand some other guys not being there and the NFLPA saying what they're saying, but Devin Funches is not a guy that can afford to that shouldn't be missing any time with his with the, with his new team. I mean, the guy opted out last year. Listen, I'm not going to rip anybody for opting out over COVID. That that was that's a personal choice. But get your butt in there now. I mean, come on, <laughs> you're not helping yourself there. Um, so that that's that's strike one against them. Um, what I do like about him, like is like you said, his size. Um, I, I remember when he was coming out of Michigan in that draft. I, I, I remember you know talking to different um, scouts about him. Some teams liked him. Some teams were, were going to make him a tight end if they if, if they had taken him. That's how you know that's how big he is. They were going to put a couple more pounds on him and actually make him a tight end. Um, so I mean you know he he does the kind of things that Matt Lafleur likes. And you know he's, he's obviously he's, he's a decent blocker. Uh, yeah, you know, he could help the team. He could def- if he could be the guy he was, like like you mentioned, a year with the, that he had with the Panthers. But I don't think I don't think he's going to get the opportunity to put up those kind of numbers because there's only one football, and Adams is going to get his, and MBS is going to get his, and the tight ends are going to get some, and Aaron Jones is going to get, you know. But I think you know, in this as the game becomes more and more specialized. He could be your red zone, your designated red zone guy. And the, the Packers did pretty good in the red zone until the playoff game. Um, maybe he makes a difference there. I mean, he is a big, big target. You can throw to shade. You can do a lot of things with him. Um, you, you can create a lot of mismatches. If you get him on a, on a, you know, on a 5'11 corner, a skinny 5'11 corner, he can muscle his way, you know, to, to a touchdown. So to, 
there's a lot that he could add. Um, I don't think he's going to get cut. I know Paul, that, that's a great line. He could be an impact guy or, or he might not make the team. Um, I think he'll make the team. I, I Like I said, I wish he was there now because like, he's not helping himself. But um, I don't think he makes a big impact, but I think he might be He'll, he'll make some very important if, if all goes well. Like I, I think his his ceiling is he'll make some big catches for them. Not a lot, but he'll make some important third down, you know, third and whatever, or you know, third and goal, maybe even fourth and goal if they don't kick a field goal. Yeah, six four two twenty five. You throw twenty pounds on him, and then you've got Funches, Devontae Adams, who can you know might as well be eight feet tall when he's anywhere on the field, especially in short yardage. And then Big Bob Tunyon, and you know you've you've got you've got options when you're in short space and you're looking to get in the end zone. And I don't know if you guys have seen any of like the the videos from this off season that he's posted of himself, like oh, yeah. working out and playing basketball. That is an extremely well put together six four two twenty five. He's yeah, he's I, massive. I, I, I thought he, was <laughs> he was more than that coming out. He was like two thirty something at one point. Maybe he's you know he's trimmed down over the years, but because I'm like I said, I, I certainly I remember. It was like 50, it was almost like 50, I, didn't, I don't talk to all 32 teams, but back then I was probably talking to at least eight or nine scouts, and it was almost like five, four, or four, whatever it was. Like half the teams really didn't want to make, they thought he would be a, you know, a good, like a, one of those tight ends that causes mismatches, you know, because like, he's, cause he's, cause he's, he's pretty, he has decent speed for his size. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a burner, but for a guy that big, he can run a little bit. Um, so yeah, it was a kind of well. Obviously, Carolina is the team that took him, and and they they made him. They 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 had no intention of making him a tight end. They they had good tight end then. Um, they needed a wide receiver, but yeah, I mean he's had a you know he's a good he he could be a very good player or an important player. One other thing I want to mention with Funches, and doesn't mean that this is going to be an impact him this year, but drops have been an issue. In two of his first four seasons, he was top five among receivers in drop percentage. The third season, he ranked like 12 or 13, so still very high. So that has been something that's plagued him through those first handful of years. We don't like that. No, and we we know uh, number 12 doesn't either. Oh, no. (laughs) He he don't give you a chance to drop a (laughs) cut. You drop one or two, guess what? You're not dropping the third because you're not getting you're not getting the ball thrown to you again. Well, that's what worries me about EQ is he had a couple yeah, big drops right. too, and so yes. and, you know will that will well, that... it's time to drop him. I think I'm get rid of him. Send him the way of the Kaiser and Dexter Williams. <laughs> put him out. No, put him out on that Irish farm, whatever it is. They, they send other name players to. I don't know. Get rid of him. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, guys. Well, uh, that was a good list. Good group of players. Good conversation about intriguing. We'll see what comes up next week, and if there's if there's any news, man, we were on a roll with news for a while, and it's it's been like we we've had actually had to really come up with our topics for these past couple weeks. That's that's okay too. That's good. Pack, Packers are making us work. <laughs> well, they made it easy for us for a while. <laughs> that's true. Very, very easy, and we were very fortunate, too, the weekend news dump. So uh, let's go around the horn with what is going on around the, I should, I guess I should call it the, shouldn't call it the blogosphere, but over pack report, Mark, what's happening this week? Uh, well, up, up now I have a story. I I, um, I got a hold of my old buddy Al, Al Harris, uh, who's being inducted into the Packer Hall of Fame in August, and um, had a nice conversation with him. I don't know if you if, if you saw the story yet, but it's up there now. Yeah, it is really well done. And, thank you. Um, yeah, Al's a great guy. Like I said, I've known him from his rookie year, his 
second year in the league when he came to Philly. Um, and he, and he real, I, I never knew how much he loved Green Bay. I mean, he really, mm-hmm. really loved the city and everything about it. He called it a special place. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he, he said he cried when he when they called him and told him that he was going into the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that story's up. And I also had a story earlier in the week where I talked to Mark Ross, um, the former director of college scouting for the um, the Bills and Eagles and the assistant general manager for the Giants. Big Jordan Love guy. Yes, who, who really likes Jordan Love. He's on NFL Network now, and he, he talks up Love whenever he can. So I, I just had him go through Love versus every other starter in the league. And, you know, I said, like, all right, so you're the general manager of a team. And the Packers call you and say, we'll trade you love for your guy. Do you say yes or no? And we went through the whole list. Yes, yes, no, no, no. And believe it or not, where do you, I mean, I, that's hard. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but he had more yeses than no's. Where he, mm-hmm. so he has love above the halfway. He said if, if Jordan loves the Packers starter, they'll, they, it's not going to fall apart. He said there'll be some growing pains, but he thinks the guy can play. And like I said, he ranked them ahead of, I believe, 17 of the other 31 quarterbacks, possible potential starting quarterbacks, which is pretty high for a guy that hasn't taken a snap yet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I don't know what I'm doing next week yet, so <laughs> I think I'm going to look at the running game a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, the running backs are at training camp, and A.J. Dillon and his quads are at, are at, at <laughs> mini camp there, and uh, so that's good to see. It's absolutely good to see. And Aaron Jones, too. So not all not all the vets are sitting out, but, yeah, the wide receiver thing, kind of intriguing that that many of them were not going to be there. But, Paul, what's happening over at Cheesehead TV and Dairyland Express? Uh, like I said, Cheesehead TV on Friday had an article out about Devin Funches today at Dairyland Express. I enjoyed putting this one together. It is one stat to know about each of the Green Bay Packers draft picks. Nice. Very, very good stuff. And I will have the Quick Slants podcast out on Wednesday as usual. It's almost the month of June. Hard to believe 2021 is almost half yeah. over. Speaking of that, June 2nd could be an important day. Could be. I'm just saying. It absolutely could be. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Just Roger not saying signing his extension that day? Right. Well, he already did. Congratulations on signing with the Packers. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I'm not not just I mean around the league June second I mean guys are going you know some veteran players are going to get cut on mm-hmm. June second because their teams are going to save you know cap space it's going to be a newsworthy day I'll, I'll say, I mean not maybe not necessarily in Green Bay but around the league and it might be for Green Bay because if certain guys get released that you know they might be interested in if a linebacker or something you know mm-hmm. we'll see. But it's right. going to be June second. Well, that that is that's Wednesday. June second is Wednesday. Yep. Right? Wednesday. Yep. So good. The, the cuts will happen Wednesday, and the Packers will pick up a guy on Friday. So my show will, <laughs> my show will come out, and then all the news will hit, and it'll be obsolete within hours. Good to note. Absolutely good to note. Well, this has been a fun one. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, enjoy celebrating, and as always, be safe. Don't forget your sunscreen. And go pack go.
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.